As part of the Narratives of Soil podcast series, our podcast for this time will be in conversation with Maria Roy Delafell. Maria is a London-based designer, researcher and maker, exploring craft that encourages more sustainable practices. She uses critical design and traditional and experimental modes of production to explore new narratives that evolve from an anthropocentric and extractive culture towards one that seeks to immerse species in the environment. Her interdisciplinary approach throughout her practice allows her to work collectively along with a range of disciplines such as ceramics, archaeology and biology, researching alternatives for our current ecological, political and social crisis. Today, she'll be sharing with us her most recent project, Hollow Earth, completed as part of the master's course, Material Futures at Central St. Martins, and which stemmed from a desire to better communicate the stories of soil through making. All right, so um, I guess my practice is quite bo- uh, focused in making. No, I feel like I've been also always quite conceptual, but always with the need of like doing things with my hands. And I think also because I always been really connected with nature and this kind of need that came from myself, no, like being in nature, understanding nature, learning from nature and looking at all the materials that you can find in nature as something super inspiring. So I ended up more in like um, ceramic practice. Even I tried from a lot of like, I've been in textiles, I've been more as a designer and trying different methods. But I guess I always had a fascination with ceramics as that comes from this connection that I'm telling you, you know, like about like going nature, observing the materials around me. So then I kind of like start looking at soil as a place where the clay comes, no, from like the place where um, the ceramics have to like get the material. And, and also because I already had this feeling of like soil being the place where everything goes, no, like this mix of different materials. It's just, um, yeah, like the even the dust, no, like the dust is like, uh, these materials that it, it creates um, not along the time and then it's kind of like an evidence of what happens in an habitat or in the spaces and settles down in the soil in the no in the ground so I was like just like using the soil as an experimentation and like seeing like working with it and and see how you know how I was how I was able to shape it, transform it, or like communicate all this, like look, observe it, you know. From there, I, I started all, um, all this research um, and I found like all the problematic, the well, the big problematic that it's linked with climate change, you know, of, like how important it is to take care of our soils today, how much um, soil acts as a platform for whole ecosystems to work and basically how abandoned we we have soils no and then i link it immediately in like a reflection reflection of um, our system and how we work as a society so for me it was like a really interesting subject to to work no to like make evident um what what are we how are we working as a society how how are we caring about um the environment how are we how is our, you know, how we relate with this environment. So 
I guess my project, it was, I wasn't like really thinking about uh, with a final outcome. And instead, I think I was more focused in like how is how I can change this relationship with the environment. No, how can I relate in a more um, respectful way? How can I learn from my environment, and how can I use it in a way that I guess um, instead of like taking and not caring, it can also give back something. No, and and that's why I did this archaeological mission no, as a way to learn from this place and like get information and then because I guess I'm a maker and and I get super inspired with what I find then I feel like okay then now I can build this ceramic that explains a bit what what have been my findings you know? So, because lockdown, <laughs> I before my plan was to look at different degraded, um, degraded, uh, sorry, areas where the soil is degraded, and mainly because um, intense farming and weather conditions. But like mapping these places, when I started doing that, um, it happened lockdown. So I, I had, I was really lucky that I had the garden, and I thought to myself, okay, so now is the moment to actually just explore and analyze the soil that it's under my feet. No? So I decided to start digging, <laughs> and I ended up doing a hole of three meters. <laughs> the idea is it was to go almost five meters, but when I dug a meter I realized that I was gonna find the same sort of soil well earth which is this clay that covers the whole city of London and I, I spoke with some geologists and they were well you can dig 5 10 20 meters that you're gonna find the same strata but I guess I was kind of looking I was really interested in seeing the, the different layers of the stratas, no, like the different earth strata. That, but yeah, the geology. I mean, you say that it's the same strata, but from the images of the works themselves, they're very different colors. Yeah. So I categorized three kind of uh, soils. Basically, it was so I found like three different colors in some way and types of soil. I would say. So the first one is the ones that are darker um, and it's because it's the top layer where all the organic matter so it's it's the black color it's because um, the organic materi material mm -hmm. and this was until like 20 centimeters approximately and then i start finding a more um sandy soil really brown dark brown and that was it was really like um i don't even think it was natural it was more like a mix of building materials and sand you know so it felt like really like a mix that um probably they put back when they made the pipes installation so it was like really dirty it wasn't really like it was actually quite this, like not really waste from yeah, rather. debris, debris, old houses, and mm. exactly. 
which is actually like an evidence of how bad we treat our soils that it's actually like a place where we just put all the debris from like constructions we do and like yeah and that was until almost like 80 centimeters down and then I start finding this clay that it's common from London no that it's I, I was so lucky because it's mainly clay so it works perfect to do bricks mm. and then I figure out that you know the London clay you know that um the London clay bricks so a lot of houses have these bricks that say London produced in London and made with London clay. Because, exactly so it's like a lot of the houses basically were built with the same earth of their garden you know like the area there and because it's it's everything it's clay in London no so it's super easy to like build these clay um bricks and and build the houses so so yeah and then I was separating every like also um all the artifacts that I was finding uh, cleaning them putting them in the different boxes and basically um, separating them in saying like okay so these I found it in these like 20 centimeters these in 30 centimeters and then the pieces were were made with the um, these three kind of soils and I was adding the artifacts that were that responds to the same centimeters than the soil. What did you find like in were they very different objects from the different strata and did they kind of relate in some way to the material? So I found a lot of um yeah a lot of metals and a lot of glasses and a lot of different pieces of like Victorian ceramics really interesting is tiny pieces of ceramics, but I couldn't find anything um, complete. It was really like a mix of things, you know? Mm. And also a lot of plaster, like it was um, really small pieces. So it was, it was hard to build like a narrative. It was more the fact of like, okay, actually this soil, it's full of like, it's full of things, you know? Like full of, not even like um, a proper, history of like oh that day this happened and this thing was you know buried here or I don't know there's a plate of it was quite hard to build any sort of narrative more than it's been a place where people have been disposing stuff and not caring in some way yeah I mean that's your narrative isn't it yeah and I guess yeah and I guess it's really what you find in in the urban soil, no? in the soil from the city, which is also interesting. And yeah, like a bone, for instance, bone. And it felt really like a human bone, but I'm not sure. <laughs> because it's like, almost like a, how do you call this? Um, rib. A rib. Like a rib bone. But then I had like a physiotherapist, my flatmate was a physiotherapist, and he say, mm, that he didn't think it was a human thing, so oh. I don't know. <laughs> but I did it. It's, it's in one of my pieces. <laughs> um, and did this did this process? Because obviously, because I was with you at the beginning of your project when you were making samples from soils that you you collected from a whole variety of different places, and you really wanted to work with farmers. Beginning, I seem to remember. And do you think that this process? Like, how do you think the, the process, the way that it turned out, uh, impacted 
your practice or impacted the way that you might work with soil in the future or maybe impacted people that engaged with the pieces so i think i think it was really i don't know it, it affected in a good way for me the fact that i ended up working with my garden because i think at then also what i take from this project is the fact of like let's actually as a maker as a craft let's just work with what you have around you let's localize your production let's you know like there's a whole thing of like i feel like my project is really holistic no and i think that i don't know i really value that at the end and i think it's something that i actually want to make sure that i i apply for my future no and it's a it's a way that i want to keep working on the other hand i feel it was my project before was quite um, more like a communicative project like i wanted to be a bit more political and i was a bit scared that um, i was gonna end up doing quite beautiful pieces instead of like something that will create like awareness you know of the situation so i think even i'm still in that idea and like i feel i want to try it and like keep experimenting with different soils and see if there is an opportunity. I think that my project now is quite complete and it ended up working, you know, in some way, which is the, which the other one, maybe it wouldn't be the same successful, I guess. Yeah, about this creating awareness. I mean, what's so nice is with what you did, it was very, obviously it was very local you were creating awareness to kind of this scenario of a London garden whereas if you would be collecting soils from like polluted places all over the world and creating works with them I think that would the, the more you build on that archive the more you would have a kind of political message that you'd start to put across don't you think yeah and I feel I don't know in my practice there is also kind of like a ritualistic aspect that I kind of achieved with that project which is you know like all, all the process of making and taking from the place and like yeah connecting myself with that place and with that materials and learning from that and I I think it's also really nice when actually soil air, the earth the clay it's a material that not only the place give you this material but also you like the same material allows you to end the cycle of this to transform it in um, something that humans we can use you know so like you take it from the earth you process it and then you build a kiln with the same material and you fire it and you use it and actually then you can put it back there you know if it's not if it's fired in like a really low temperature because it can it kind of degrade it again to the place. So I think it gives value the fact that it's that it only happened in one in that place, not in that site. Mm. And it would only go back to that site as well. Mm. And with the idea of moving materials around when we like you say we have so many materials available to us locally. Exactly. Um, it's so much more interesting as well for kind of for the story of a place yeah absolutely um, and you talk a bit about yeah how kind of soil is this very poetic material and it and it indicates life and death and regeneration as some of the things we've spoken about before 
and how do you how do you hope your work or like what are your beliefs around people getting closer to soil and needing to understand it better yeah I think there is like there is this aspect of soil that is a living material I haven't been able to connect completely as a ceramicist you know because then the ceramicist just take the mineral and takes away the life but I'm but I'm thinking there is a bridge and there is a bridge of where like uh, for instance I'm working now with um with a colleague from Material Futures where we're trying to collect the bacteria that are living in these soils and making the like me making some sort of bases and and she growing these bacteria around these bases to make it more visible no so the thing is that yes um as a maker designer you can still work with soil and I think if you don't fire this soil is still like really porous you still you know, can can allow more like this living and organic side of living. Yeah, and what you say about, because obviously when ceramicists traditionally, when they work with this material, they'll, like you said, kind of, well, they, they change the properties through firing and they essentially kill anything that's living inside it. And, I, and you as a practitioner, you're kind of working towards a place where maybe that won't have to be the case, right? We continue to work with clay and, and soil soils of different properties be able to give them back so you're building these vases and these vases won't be fired and then the bacteria will, will continue to grow or the kind of the vases themselves will be living objects yeah i think i, I for this project we are in like an early process of like just experimenting but i guess the idea will be just to communicate more the sort of bacteria that lives in the clay, you know, and and try also to like even to use it as a decorative aspect, you know. But I think it's it's interesting because it kind of blurs a bit the boundaries between disciplines, you know, a bit. And like I think ceramics ceramic is uh, a really like ancient craft that it's fascinating, it's amazing, but it's quite hard to also think about ceramic a bit out of the box of like, you know, like use the kiln, um, high temperature, maybe being completely functional so we can use it, no? Because they're seen so, as such functional objects, you know, there really needs to be ways that you can use it without having to, to fire it, right? Yeah. Like for me, sometimes it's also creating just the tool, like even if it's not completely functional, even if it's not completely safe to eat in there or to have it in your house, it's just like about cre creating this experience, this object that makes you think, no? or makes you connect and understand this um, relation, this yeah, relation with the nature, relation with the way we use nature, relation with, yeah. You've done amazing workshops in the past with, um, ceramics and, and bread and kind of your community driven practice I think is really inspiring and it comes from a place of 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 community yeah definitely I think like that's actually what I'm really missing now the fact of like let's have like let's put this project in a community you know let's build it together when I did my when I did the kiln in my garden I invited all my friends you know like I think these are um, it gives like the opportunity for a lot of people to engage and to 
work together and to understand something so easy and so so functional and so primal, I guess, no? Because it gives you food, energy, and life, I guess, no? And this is only like with like it's what I find fascinating about earth or soil, clay, no? The fact that it gives you all of that, you know, it gives you life, not only humans but also for a lot for other species. So for me, it's like this material that links us, no, with um, understanding more like this community and this. So often, this when you're not working with things in your local vicinity there's so often this disconnect because everything we work with comes from nature but the soil you're working with is very different from the clay that someone might get from a mine from who knows where yeah i find it crazy the fact that a lot of people today is working with clay no and a lot of people are coming back to ceramics but actually i feel we we we're not doing it in a sustainable way, even if it's you no know, individual production and like craft production. I don't know, we still, that's it. We just buy the piece of clay that you don't even know where it comes from. If you buy lots of quantity, I don't know, like that's what I'm saying that London has a, like the whole surface is clay, you know? So maybe we can, I don't know, like find a way to use clay from areas where you know they need to do some digging or like maybe there is much too much clay and they need to build like a farm because the clay is not good you know like just like use more this material in a in a way that can be less harmful i guess and also i don't know i just i find it really fascinating when i see um ceramics that really works with the things that they have around them because I think the pieces talks way more than when you just use oh I just want red and yellow no I just want and actually you can use sand you can use glass you can use you know the glass of your bottles you can you can use so many things that um can make be super beautiful effects and it gives way more value no to that object because actually has an history has I guess it gives more value and and I guess this is also the value that I feel we are completely disconnected or that we lost so much today, no? Yeah. Um, but it really goes back to, like, I think you and many people from Material Futures are kind of, it's the uncertainty of working with these materials that really excites us. It's this idea yeah. that you're going to put something together and you're going to put it in the kill and you have no idea what it's going to look like when it comes out. And I'm really interested in this as well, like, generally how to... Um, how to promote that more, how to promote that kind of level of uncertainty with the excitement in that uncertainty that you definitely get when you're working with natural systems and when you're, and I'm sure you will experience even more of it when trying to collaborate with bacteria in soils and trying not to have so much control because yeah. it's a lesson for us to learn as humans as well. Exactly. I think it's really beautiful that as always needs, it needs time, no? It needs time for error, which it's really hard <laughs> for <laughs> the way we know, like we always have deadlines or we need um there we need to in right now that I'm trying to move my practice you now outside of, of academia and 
So you need to do things that are commercial, that has a value to sell it or otherwise to that give like um, educate, like there's not much time for exper experimentation or trying things out, I guess, but I think it's important. But um, I'm actually developing a um, tableware with only things from the garden. So instead of making these big vases, I'm making more like if I had to build like a whole food experience. So I'm building the whole yeah things for for the food experience that hopefully will happen at some point. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, and I'm basically I'm using only the clay from the last layer so um, just like using i guess the remain the reminds that i have from from the project to just what did you put back in the hole <laughs> everything like honestly it's completely feel it just incredible <laughs> what it how much you can like how because the art is really compact so you just dig mm. out dig out and i got like I don't know, maybe I have with me a couple of big bags, you know, and, uh, and the whole it's big. And the good thing is that I, I was doing compost also during the lockdown. Okay. So I just put back all the compost also on the um, top layer. This was your contribution to the... Exactly. Anything else? Did you put anything in there? I wanted to plant a tree, but the problem is that there was a pipe really close. Mm. I'm not sure the landlord also will be completely happy. <laughs> but my idea was to plant like a small fruit, like yeah, tree or but I plant some few flowers and grass. Grass is not the best, but <laughs> where where do you want this to go? What's next in your Yeah. Well, yeah, because I guess this is a really important moment, no? Like where everything what's happening is really like, okay, what what do we do now? The future is really uncertain and I, it feels like there is no future. So I guess, of course, I want to be positive and there is future. And I think, <laughs> but I really think wish it's a real, I don't know, I think it's really important to, to not be scared and, and find new possibilities, no? To like really like make a change in the way we are working so I have I'm I feel I'm really lucky that I, my mom lives in the countryside and it's um it's a house that it's between two mountains and this is the place where I was going uh, as a child you know like every weekend to yeah like outside of the city so in that house I think I'm going to be able to build my workshop and my idea is to basically create a place like a, between a school, a studio, lab, you know, where basically everything it's everything that happens there happens with the materials of that two um, mountains. It's basically finding ways of taking care of the you know of that area and using these materials and using like and the ancient techniques that and they were using in the farms around there you know like because definitely there was a way of living just like even like only like a hundred years ago where and the human was living in these farms where they were having like a really like a sustainable way of like taking from it and carrying it you know from that those forests so i kind of want to rescue that but like of course in a contemporary look 
um, trying to see if mixing ancient knowledge and and I guess more like our contemporary vision, we can do stuff that helps that those forests that I think needs a lot of care, and we can produce like a like more like a craft objects or like things, no. So this is my project. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I don't know if it's gonna end up more as a school, more like a lab or a studio, we'll see. But I guess I have a place and I think there is a potential. I think for me, it's important no, to have a context, to have an area and to know people from there, people that knows from that forest and farmers, even like people that knows about techniques no, of using the cork, using the rubber from the trees using the different when you start promoting these like new innovative ways to use old materials and old techniques you run a risk of promoting it too much <laughs> there's also an exactly. element of being like this is really amazing but only we're allowed to use it <laughs> exactly yeah, but that's why i think it's really important to collaborate no with uh, people that really like um, understand from the place and to work with the place, no? Yeah, or even to work with the farmer saying, mm, actually, I have all this. Mm, there was like a really bad weather and it took all, all this sun and now I have sun everywhere, no? So, like, let's, okay, so let's try to use this sun and let's try. I don't know. I guess this can be done in a really small scale, but. I feel if we actually start also moving out of the cities and, you know, working with different areas and and helping these different areas to the nature to regenerate, to care, you know, I think there's potential. This podcast is brought to you by Wendy Teo and Eliza Colin as part of the Narrative of Soy Research Project. This research project is funded by British Council, Connection Through Culture, 